Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox Voice Remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Oh, now they need to see my birth certificate. Hmm. Honey! Where do we keep the birth certificates? Why? Buying socks. Socks. I'll check upstairs. It's easy to be unsafe online. You're the best. Now it's easy to help protect yourself. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection. All in one. Opt in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at norton.com news. On this episode, this live episode, if you haven't noticed already, <laughs> and I noticed, I don't know if you heard before, but we're going to try to do this one more time. So we're going to have some thoughts on Cam Newton and talk a little bit about what happened in Las Vegas with this whole call for gun control a little bit. And we're going to play our interview with Katie Yoder with the Media Research Center. All that on this episode of Trend Chat. Welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. This is definitely live. I already had a couple of glitches. <laughs> but hey, as I said before, y'all just going along on the ride with me as I still try to figure <laughs> figure out these little glitches sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if anyone heard the first part of that when uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here talking and I forgot. I, I don't even have my headphones in <laughs> and I'm just talking away. I forgot. Oh. Uh, I need my headphones in. Then I had to start over again. Anyway, that, it, it was funny to me. Hey, it's not like I have a team here <laughs> doing this. So I just, I'm just learning on the fly right here. So anyway, appreciate y'all listening. And if you want to connect with us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same name, Trench Chat 24 7. And if you want to read some of my articles on politichicks.com, just go to politichicks.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. 
And don't forget about the book, Politics, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, which is available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon, which contains over 300 pages from contributors like myself talking about health care, education, just general political issues, social issues. And the article that I contribute to the book is in the section called Activism, where I talked about my time as a delegate at the at the National Republican Convention last year so actually this morning when I was thinking about what I'm going to talk about because I knew I was going to do another program because I had a I wanted to make sure I got um, the interview with Katie on tonight and you you understand why when you hear the interview and I was wondering what I'm going to talk about I like I kind of had a uh, somewhat of an idea, but I was kind of like I, I kind of feel like I didn't have a lot to go on. But then I heard the news about Cam Newton, and that just I like thank you, Cam. <laughs> you gave me something to talk about, you know, more than what I was already thinking thinking of going on. And and when I saw that, I'm like, okay, now I know what I'm going to talk about. So, but it's not about what you maybe have heard today because the news I've been hearing about Cam Newton is about he lost a sponsorship from Dan and yogurt because he supposedly said some disparaging or sexist remarks to a female reporter who was asking him a question about, you know, about routes, about plays. Um, you know, cause if you don't know, Cam Newton is a quarterback for, the Carolina Panthers and during a press conference a female reporter asked him about basically about wide receiver routes so about plays and how and how they're done and whatnot so and because I don't know to me it sounded like he was uh, he was I guess not so much I guess he was kind of uh, amused that that this female reporter was talking about, you know, I guess you know, components of of football, you know, how, how to play or whatever. Which <laughs> I didn't take from it the way it seems like everyone else took from it. But apparently, everyone took his answer and how he answered it as sexist, and it just blew up. And like I said. I didn't get that from watching that clip. But the one thing when I heard about all this, it made me think about some comments he made a couple of days ago that I felt like should have got a whole lot more coverage than anything he said that people want to deem as race. Well, not racist, sexist. <laughs> um, and cause he made some comments a couple of days ago saying that, he he basically said that Colin Kaepernick paid the ultimate sacrifice the ultimate sacrifice for you know for what he he did as far as the national anthem protest now i felt like that right there was a comment that should have been plastered all over the uh, you know the media because i can't, I can't see how he would have the nerve 
to even <laughs> to say something like that. Like the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, like, really? I'm why? What ultimate sacrifice did Colin Kaepernick do? I mean, so what? Because he decided to protest the national anthem and now because of controversy that he started. You know, he can't get a job. He can't get on on a team because it's not worth, you know, having him on the team with this controversy as <laughs> along with the fact that his skills are mediocre now. So at best, he would be a backup. So what's the point of bringing in a backup that not even going to get on the field, can't do anything really for you, and also going to bring all this controversy to your team? And because of all that, that's supposed to come across as some sort of ultimate sacrifice? Like, and so I'm just thinking about like if people thought the protests, the national anthem protests were disrespectful to the military. I feel like those comments by Cam Newton a couple of days ago was the ultimate disrespect. To say that someone like Colin Kaepernick it deserved to be to be I guess labeled and or at least to be said to have committed the ultimate sacrifice. For one, he's not dead. No one shot him. And or anything like that. So I mean, he just lost a, a multi-million-dollar job to play a game. That's that's what he lost. He lost the chance to play for the you know for some football team, and like I said, to play a game. Whoop de do. Yeah, you're really sacrificing there, there, <laughs> Colin. And like I said for. For Cam to make those statements, that's why I feel like it should have been, should have got a whole lot more coverage than anything that he said, you know, uh, about this female reporter. But, but, you know, that's basically what I, I wanted to bring up on on that. Those are my thoughts. I don't know if anyone, when they saw that on the headline, they just. I was going to talk about Cam Newton. They were going to say like, well, or try to defend whatever he said. I don't care about what he said that got all the news coverage today. I want to highlight the fact that he had other comments that def that should have been talked about a lot more than these supposed sexist comments. So, um, that being said, <clears throat> before we get to the next couple of topics, let's, um, let's get to our friends with the Founding Project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our educational meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Yeah, so we are still dealing with the aftermath of the shooting in Las Vegas. And as I mentioned before in a previous podcast, that the call for gun control from the liberals is at full force now. And 
we're having some other developments that are happening. So it's not really so much I'm going to get into everything that is surrounding the case and whatnot. And but I'm just saying that's basically where we're at now. You know, Democrats out here wanting to you know talk about gun control and basically just go down the path of at the end of the day just repealing the Second Amendment because that's basically where they want to end up at. They want to start by calling it gun control, gun sense, or whatever nonsense they want to call it. But that you know, definitely taking advantage of any tragedy like this that has happened and. Also, I came across seeing that the NRA has, I guess, got into this, um, I guess, into the story a little bit. Not only because progressives were just calling them out and having other, you know, celebrities calling them a terrorist organization, all that. That's not what I'm talking about. It's that. So, one thing about the shooting that they found out is that um, the shooter used what they call a bump stop. Now, if you listen to some of my, the podcast at the NRA convention, you know very well that I am a novice when it comes to firearms. So I'm just going to mention that. And if you know what it is, you know what it is. But basically, it um, it's a accessory that can make a firearm similar to, to a automatic rifle. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> and now you have the NRA has said that that there should be a quote-unquote, I guess, a federal review to see if bump stocks are, um, are actually legal. Do they hold up to the letter of the law? Um, so by by them saying that and make it seem like they are I guess supporting of banning bump stocks and you know for me I I think that's a mistake. I think I think you just should stay out of it really. Just leave it alone because this is um as a organization that is supposed to be standing up for the second amendment. I don't think it's even, I don't think it was a good, it's a good idea to get into this. Um, I guess you could say a controversy as far as, well, it would be for them. I'm, I'm already seeing people talking about canceling the NRA membership just for this particular statement. And I don't think it's, I don't think it was a good idea for the NRA to, um, to even make this statement really just feel like they just should have just not commented on this and basically just defend anything that comes out, um, comes around that would be deemed as, as trying to infringe on the second amendment. Like that's when I feel like they ought to just, you know, step out then, but, but that's their organization. This, you know, and I don't know how many of their members are going to make it their feelings known to them about their 
about this um i guess this statement that has come out so i guess we'll have to see from there it's going to be interesting next well not next month next year given that i'm in dallas and the nra convention will be in dallas next year and I don't know how many people are going to remember that by now, <laughs> by that time or not. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure some <laughs> are going to um, be going to be there as far as and still have this in the back of their mind. Probably, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see when it comes to that time. I think it's in May of next year. So, so yeah, it's so, it. That's all I got on on that because the whole investigation is ongoing right now, and there's no point of really talking too much in about the uh, about the shooter and all that because we're still trying to get more information, honestly, and basically just be just a whole bunch of speculation at this point. So now. One thing I also want to bring up too, uh, totally different subject, but I don't know if some of you realize that it's been about a month since Hurricane Harvey hit, and in in you know in Southwest Texas, you know Houston and all all the surrounding areas, and. Not, and not only Hurricane Harvey, but you, you know you've had Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Maria, and you know the thing about it when these hurricanes hit and the week afterwards, you know the everyone definitely was you know paying attention to the recovery efforts and everything. And, you know, like the news cycle has it goes, you kind of move on to the next thing. But hurricane recovery efforts are not solved in a week, two weeks. I mean, we're talking years. And if we're talking years, that means at least a month of, of time has passed. There's a lot that needs to be done. And... I'm bringing this up because especially here in Texas and just and talking about Hurricane Harvey like I'm talking to people who are still in you know in need down in in Houston you know in the month has passed but you know everyone kind of has moved on as far as the news coverage and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of the volunteer efforts is probably have tamped down a lot because people are not really mindful of it of the still continue needed um, help down there but um I'm just want to bring it up to whoever's listening and just to, I, I mean I know a lot of things are going on we have the tragedy in Las Vegas and everything that's happened but at the same time I would just just want to say that still don't forget you know you have people in texas in florida puerto rico now you know that are still in need and you know 
I know from the interview a couple of weeks ago when we talked about Hurricane Harvey uh, recovery efforts that were it'll be a good thing right now if someone wants to go help now you know even though most people are not really paying as much attention especially nationally but this will be a good time to go and help out because a lot of it probably has has probably decreased a lot and i'm pretty sure whatever you can do to help would be appreciated so that was um I just wanted to, I guess, highlight that and wanted to wanted people to really to not forget about the people who who are in the in the in these areas. So, and now we got one more thing I want to bring up before we get to our interview with Katie. But um, before we get there. We're going to have another word from our friends at the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. Like I said, we'll play our interview with Katie Yoder in just a second, but I want to bring up some good news. And I found out a couple of days ago that I was invited to speak <laughs> some um, you know, somewhere. <laughs> and, you know, Okay, I, yeah, I didn't do all that, but, <laughs> but, yeah, it is. I am flattered that someone actually wants me to come and speak at their, their event, but I, I was invited and I did want to give some details about it. So I will be speaking at the Republican Women of Arlington fundraiser on October 20th. Now, it shouldn't come as no surprise as why that event in particular, because the politics will be there as well. So I can't think of a better time to have my first speaking engagement with the politics in attendance. So uh, I definitely thank Ann Coker for inviting me and Yep, I, I am actually writing the speech <laughs> piece by piece now, actually, and just kind of wondering what I'm going to say. I don't even know how much time I have, but I, but either way, I am <laughs> putting it together, and yeah, I'm pretty excited to have whatever time I have to speak, and hopefully I can get a chance to get it recorded and I will play it here on Trend Chat, hopefully. Uh, now, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I, I'm definitely learning about everything and you know, even trying to do a live episode right now, <laughs> messing up some things here and there. So, 
I'm sitting gonna have to learn how to record myself. I already have a mic, like not the mic that I'm using here, but also I have like a little mic where you kind of where you clip on. I bought one of those. I really don't know why I bought it, but now I need it. So I'm glad I, I did buy it at that time. So I'm gonna try to use that thing to to record through my phone. I don't know. I gotta figure some things out. Hopefully I just get there early enough and maybe the sound people can help me out and I would like to get it recorded so I can play it on here and maybe we'll probably do some streaming as well. And I don't know on my phone or something or someone else maybe will stream it on Facebook. So, but Oh, I guess more details on that will come up in the next week or two. So I just want to share that good news. And again, I'm, you know, grateful for the Republican women of Arlington to have me speak for, like I said, for however long it is. But um, but I'm grateful nevertheless, <laughs> and I I can't wait to do it. I'm I'm really excited to to actually get up on, <laughs> I guess, get up on a podium and speak. I guess it's not something I've done as opposed to just maybe making announcements or just. I guess announcing that I'm running for national delegate, but that was really quick. I didn't even get a chance to speak when I became a national delegate, which was funny, I suppose to, but I, <laughs> I, I somewhat messed it up to the point to where I only had like a couple of seconds to say, please vote for me. And that was it. So I can't really count that as a speech either. <laughs> so, but, um, so yeah, like I said, I just wanted to mention that and, now we'll get to our interview with Katie, but before that, let's have one last word from the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. So, I was on Twitter and I came across this Twitter feed called MRC Culture. And I already liked, you know, Media Research Center. And but I just saw this one in their Twitter feed and I noticed someone who was like posting on the, on that feed, and I started reading some of her articles. And so from then, I know I just kept following because I I like the MRC culture in particular because I I do like to talk about entertainment and culture and and so a lot of times when I maybe would talk about some of these stories, a lot of times it comes from there. Um, in one way or another. So we got a chance to speak with Katie Yoder, who is the associate cultural editor at the Media Research Center. And we got the chance to speak with her for a couple of minutes. Also to talk about her being a nominee on the on Red Alert Politics 30 Under 30. So we talked about all of that. And so without any further ado, here's our interview with Katie. Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we are 
pleased to have Katie Yoda with us. She is a associate culture editor at the Media Research Center and also a Joe and Betty on the link fellow at the Media Research Center. How are you doing, Katie? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? I'm doing all right. I guess my first question is, I guess give us a little bit on your background and how did you get to Media Research Center, uh, a place that I'm a, I'm a fan of, and actually that's where I came across some of your work on MRC Culture, which is, I guess, a, a department of Media Research Center. Sure. Well, thank you for asking. So after college, I decided I wanted to try to to figure out if I wanted a career in politics. So I actually uh, interned at the Heritage Foundation, and they placed me in their communications department. And then from there, I just I had I'd always had a love of writing. So I I loved writing about politics. I realized that there. So afterwards, I started an internship at the Media Research Center, which was focusing on media and writing uh, and also politics. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed that. I began in their TV department, and then I transitioned to their culture department. So I, I do a lot of work on cultural and social issues there, reporting on, on issues that it, the media are not reporting on correctly, and also reporting on events and uh, rallies going on in D.C. that, and in this general area that uh, we think the media should be covering, but they aren't. Okay. I noticed from your articles that you kind of focus on the on life issue. Uh, I've noticed on some of your articles uh, uh, talking about Planned Parenthood and just um as far as all the lies that they that they tell us as well and also working with uh, in a I guess in a way with March for Life. So so is is that your primary focus with MRC? Yes, absolutely. Abortion pro life issues are, are my main beats. Uh you know I also I also write on uh religious persecution, especially of Christians in the Middle East and feminism and how the media covered that and family and marriage. But abortion, uh, Planned Parenthood are, are definitely my my main beat uh, and have been since since I began there uh, with by covering the March for Life and then other other horrific issues uh, like the Philadelphia abortionist Kermit Gosnell. So yeah, that's where my, my passion lies in writing on those issues. Now, in talking about feminism, once you mentioned that, the first thing kind of comes to my mind is this phenomenon as the Women's March that's been kind of going on this past year. So I guess I just want to ask what your opinions are on them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I Well, so uh, earlier this year, I actually compared how much time the broadcast network spent on the Women's March uh, versus the the March for Life turned out that the networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS, and uh, 129 times more on the Women's March this year than they did on the March for Life last year, which is a, a huge discrepancy by the media. But as to my, my pers- more personal thoughts on the Women's March, I, I was very deeply disappointed that the Women's March would not allow uh, pro-life women to participate, pro-life groups to participate. I know they originally, they they did this a couple of times. They placed pro-life groups who applied to be a part of the Women's March 
on their on their website, and then they later removed them. So they basically excluded pro-life women. And I know pro-life women went there anyways. Uh, the group pro-life feminists went, but they weren't welcomed there. And that was that was very saddening because this march was claiming to stand for and represent all women, and it just wasn't doing that. Yeah, it's basically just they kind of just didn't want to, I guess, have anything to do with people who who are pro-life. But for for some odd reason, I don't know, I'm guessing because it just didn't fit into their um, liberal ideology or whatnot. That that's just my guess. But um Right, right. Yeah, it's ex- excluding women because they have different opinions, whereas women should be really supporting other women even if they have differing opinions. Uh, it just it just goes against the whole what feminism claims to stand for, which is all women, but it just, it really doesn't. It just ends up uh, standing for women that agree with them. So that's that's saddening to to see that. Uh, And also, you know, they they talk about diversity and tolerance. Um, Many, many liberals do, uh, and feminists. And yet when it comes to to accepting women who disagree with them, uh, especially pro-life women, as as in this situation, you just don't see that happening. Yeah. Well, I guess one thing that's been on on everyone's mind is, is the tragedy out in Las Vegas. And I saw that you wrote a couple articles on that as far as someone who basically turned to God afterwards. I guess he was, was an agnostic. And then after those events, they became a full-fledged Christian. And um, and I think you had another article as well. I guess if you want to talk on those. Sure. Let's see. The first one that that you mentioned uh, that was 21 year old Taylor Bench. He was at the the Las Vegas country music concert Sunday night with his sister. And yeah, you're you're correct. He says he he went to the concert as an agnostic, but he said that afterwards. He came out as a, a firm believer in God uh, after experiencing that. And he, he basically, he's on CNN, and he he says, quote, I, I know I can't speak for for everyone, but you just, I was agnostic going into the concert, and I'm a firm believer in God now because there's no way that all that happened and I made it, and I was blessed enough to still be here alive talking to you today, uh, end quote. So he's basically transformed after after this horrific event. And it just goes to show that, you know, there can be some good that comes out of this tragic event. And it caused some people to, to turn to God, other people to, to help each other. Uh, and I think that's what makes America so great is that when we're faced with tragedy, we pull together and try to help each other out, regardless of our differences. Uh, and the the other story I wrote about was a woman uh, who was Gail Davis, and she was on CBS this morning yesterday, and she basically said she was at the concert with her husband, and she owed her life to a police officer who acted as her guardian angel. And she said she was there with her husband. They they thought that they were just hearing firecrackers. Uh, but then she said her husband realized 
it wasn't just firecrackers, and they, they started running. She said a woman standing right next to her was shot down, fell down, collapsed, and she said as they were running toward the concession stand, a police officer grabbed her and her husband and told them to, to get out of the line of fire, uh, and when the shooting would, would stop, he, the police officer would go out and look around with his gun and try to figure out what was happening and try to stop it. But then every time the shooting started again, he would rush back and cover up this woman so that she would be protected from any shots that might come nearby. Mm. So it was really, really brave and courageous uh, and amazing to, to hear that story. Just exemplifying how people came together and tried to help each other throughout this tragedy. Yeah, and with stories like that, it definitely are very encouraging to hear. But unfortunately, on the other side, you also have people who are have you know no problem in in politicizing this tragedy, which you know something that I mentioned as soon as it happened that uh, the next morning is that unfortunately. Despite our best hopes, tragedy like this is going to get politicized, uh, whether we like it or not. So it's just best that we pray for the families and everyone that's been affected, but also be vigilant and also right. be prepared to get ready for these calls for gun control and any other you know, liberal policy whenever some tragedy hits. That's right. We need to keep these victims and their families in our, our prayers and everyone who survived that because, you know, it's it's been tough for, for everyone who was there who witnessed that, uh, and, and my heart goes out to them. And it's just so, so saddening to see that especially celebrities and late-night comedians have already started to politicize this, to call for gun control, Instead of taking a moment, uh, really uh, even just a moment of silence to remember the victims uh, and what happened Sunday evening. Uh, I know a lot of celebrities, some of them have, have taken to um, attacking the NRA. I know Michael, Michael Ian Bach, for example, who tweeted out that the NRA is a terrorist organization. Um, and actress Alyssa Milano, she tweeted out sensible gun control now. Uh, so those are the, the kinds of tweets that Hollywood's putting out there. But, yeah, it's just sad that the first reaction for, for several people in Hollywood uh, and entertainment is to, to turn this into a political push versus taking time to mourn what happened. And that's a good thing for to have, like, an MRC culture. When you have these celebrities out here um, going out here, making all these statements and so ready to politicize uh, a, a tragedy. So it's great to have like a, a department like MRC culture out there to basically to kind of shine a light on these celebrities out here, just trying to advocate for whatever progressive liberal communist or whatever policy that, they, that they're trying <laughs> to advocate for. And um, yeah, I just appreciate, you know, what, what y'all are doing exposing that. Sure. Well, thank you for for highlighting what we're doing. And uh, you know, it's it's hard to keep track of of everything that's going on, but we certainly try to do our best. Now, I guess to kind of lighten it up a little bit, um, one thing <laughs> that I noticed that you were nominated for Red Alert Politics Thirty Under Thirty, which, if anyone doesn't know, uh, Red Alert Politics they do this list of 
30 people under 30 years old. Basically, it's kind of self-explanatory. And you were nominated. Uh, I guess voting ends on October 6th. And I just right. well, I just want to ask you, well, one, um, when did you know you were nominated? And how do you feel as far as being being nominated for this list? Sure. Well, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm very, very honored to have been nominated on this list. There's so many amazing, wonderful people on it along with me. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm honored to be with these other great conservative millennials on this list uh, and to be to be nominated. I found out um, before the list was publicized, uh, Karen Agnes actually from Network of Enlightened Women uh, mentioned that she was interested in nominating me. So I, I had a heads up and it was so very kind of her to, to think of nominating me. Uh, and that's how I originally found out. And then um, I wasn't sure that I would it would actually happen, but then Red Alert Politics put up their list, and uh, they did include me. So I'm I'm very thankful and honored and flattered to be placed on it. Yeah, and well, it's not really surprising to me to see you on there because mm-hmm. I followed your articles on MRC Culture, and you know, I definitely I think it's well deserved. And well, also I guess tell everyone how. If they want to vote for you, how to how to do that? Sure. Well, if you go to redalertpolitics.com, you can find the list. Or if you just Google uh, Red Alert Politics 30 Under 30 uh, for 2017, you can go on their website and um, you just click on the person you want to vote for. You can vote for up to 10 different people uh, and you click vote. So it's fairly, fairly simple. And I believe the winner's because it ends October 6th, I, I believe the winners will be announced on that day, although I'm not sure. Um, I know the voting pertains to, the voting will choose the top 10, and Red Alert Politics will choose the remaining 20. Uh, so the top 10, the people with the most votes, the top 10 of those, um, they're definitely going to make the list, and the rest of the 20, uh, the rest of the 30, will be the other 20 will be chosen by red alert okay now given that you can't vote 10 times if well like if someone's listening right now and they just really like you could they just vote for you 10 times <laughs> yes yes they can <laughs> uh, if you if you press the the vote button it'll say voted but if you continue pressing the voted button uh, it'll continue voting for that person. So yes, you can vote for someone up to ten times. Okay, I, I just want to put that out there, just in case someone listens. I'm like, well, hey, I, you know, I'm gonna vote for you. <laughs> you know, so, uh, oh, thank you. So, where can uh, everyone catch you on social media? Sure, uh, everyone can follow me on. Please follow me on Twitter. My handle is at k underscore yoder. Uh, or Y-O-D-E-R. And you can also follow my work on newsbusters.org. Katie, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for all what you're doing with MLC Culture, and um, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again soon. I would love that. Thanks for talking with me. Yep, and thanks to Katie for for joining us. And once again, if um, it's redalertpolitics.com and go to the poll and like she said, there are a lot of great people 
um, on this list to, you know, to vote for. And it's a, like the deadline is October 6th, which is tomorrow. So if you're listening now, it's October 5th. And so if you want to vote, go on there and check everyone out and vote for Katie. I I voted for her and as well as others as well. It's funny, a lot of people on that list, a lot of them I actually either friends with on social media or or, or just know them personally. So um, hopefully get some, uh, some of them on trend chat in the future so thanks everyone for listening actually i was gonna say what we have on next week but we're running out of time so i guess i have to post that later on so again appreciate everyone listening in and if you like it share it tell it tell your friends and until next week we'll chat with you later Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 0700. Oh, now they need to see my birth certificate. Hmm. Honey, where do we keep the birth certificates? Why? Buying socks. Socks. I'll check upstairs. It's easy to be unsafe online. You're the best. Now it's easy to help protect yourself. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection. All in one. Opt in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at norton.com slash news.